Welcome to the Crater Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss all the JavaScript news that's happened on Crater.io this week. This episode is for Friday, September 25th, 2015. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace. They offer you Mongo databases. It's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. You know, they offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Welcome, Crater fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host... Ben Strahan. The mouthing mind, Benjamin Strahan. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Josh? I am fantastic. Fantastic? I am am drinking a 9% alcohol beer, so feeling pretty good. I came across a silly Facebook video uh, a while ago, and I thought of us, and I was like, man, we got to drink this silly beer. Oh, uh, online. So like while the show was going, did you see the two Polish guys or German guys drink helium beer? No. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's bizarre. It was hilarious. Did he- it change their voice? Yes. Ah. But it was fake. It was all fake. Yeah. Okay. I did a lot of research on it too. And nice. I was like, man, we got it. Josh and I got to do this. It's fake. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, so it could be interesting. Like our podcast is too long, but could be interesting to like use a little bit of helium. Maybe we'll do that in an opening one day. It's just like yes. some helium. And- Hello, Josh Owens. How are you doing today? <laughs> Not even close. How you doing, Ben? How you doing, man? Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we doing here, man? Dude, it's... I'm having a great day because we sold out uh, Space Camp. Yes. Boom. Boom. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited. Like Wendy and I have been uh, brainstorming, trying to make sure it's going to be an awesome time. So I showed uh, some of the people the t-shirts that Amanda put together. So mm-hmm. going to try to get those ordered this weekend. It's awesome. Did you get my request for the extra large tall or what? Or large tall? Oh wait, no. You have a beer beer allergy. That's what it was. <laughs> you did get it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I said, Wendy, Ben has a beer allergy. Said, well, he'll have to self-regulate. <laughs> did you see the other this, the other thing at the bottom? Oh gosh, there was another piece. Yeah, you had like additional notes. I did. I took advantage of it because I figured no one would write in there. You know, someone someone wrote in about you on their additional notes. No, they did not. Yes, they did. They totally did. They said, I'm a little scared of Benjamin Strahan. No, they did not. Yes, I kid you not. <laughs> uh, what's that form thing I use? Type form, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to log in. Oh, you're going <laughs> to... For the record, someone hijacked my my uh, computer and uh huh uh huh. You put in your email address. Likely story. It wasn't my email address either. <laughs> yeah, it was like spanky. At... <laughs> I look at these things, you know. I do. I was testing you. Uh huh. 
Uh, you may smell a fart when I'm around, but I can assure you it did not come from me. That's right. As said by Ben <laughs> Strahan. That's right. Spanky at BenStrahan.com. <laughs> nice. Who <laughs> is scared right. to meet me? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Sir Charles Watson. Oh, I think he said just kidding at the end, but he said, uh, Benster scares me, JK. <laughs> he is the bottom bunk. We're bunking together. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, like, I got I to gotta figure some of this out because, like, there is a guy that has a CPAP machine for sleep apnea, but he bought a pack room. And it's like, yeah, I got to figure out how to. Are those things noisy? So I hear. I don't have firsthand experience. My wife's ex had one, and she said they were noisy. So mm. I have to find a volunteer to to bunk in that room. On with the show. On with the show. The first ever creator podcast. So technically, this is the seventy fifth show. That feels kind of like a big deal. Is it? Yeah. Everyone, uh, thank you for your support. How yeah, you I've been at this a while. And yeah, so we're, we're changing the name to be Crater Podcast, so we're going to talk about some different things today. Uh, so what are we talking about? We're talking about GraphQL. Mm-hmm. Wow. I totally typed that wrong. I typed GraphSQL. <laughs> Apparently, it's muscle memory, SQL. We have some notes, everyone, if you're wondering what he's reading. From. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, GraphQL and Relay. We're going to talk a little bit about Meteor one point something something came out i don't know what that was yeah collection by reference blaze plus blaze plus plus and query constructors cool all right let's get into the show tabs are out i totally missed that totally miss what i'm supposed to be your co-host i'm supposed to catch that oh yeah oh oh man i'm so delayed all right. For those who watch Gary V. Yes. Yes. I'm a fan of Gary V. Aaronota wrote something, let's see, three days ago. I didn't even read it till today. I'm a little behind the times. Been been heads down. You've been heads down too. You told me that before the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh he decided to play with uh GraphQL and Relay now that they're open source and kind of compare and contrast. It was more like just looking at it and kind of thinking through how it works and what could be better. What I'm kind of interested in and what I asked him down in the comments is like, how does this compare to, you know, your experience with Meteor so far? Because he said like, I have a Meteor bias, so I need to like not put that in the article. And I think he, he mentioned Meteor in one spot, but to me, like I, even though we're the creator of podcast now, I think we'll still always have a little bit of Meteor slant to it. So I'm curious, like, how does GraphQL play out versus, um, you know, Me- Meteor's server-side offering kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. And he didn't really cover that. Uh, so I think we'll we'll still be waiting on that. Maybe he'll listen to this and maybe we'll get a, another article next week. That would be awesome. He talks about how Relay is handling optimistic updates and GraphQL is kind of handling the querying for data type of stuff. So they kind of work together hand in hand. Uh, It's a good read. I'd recommend it. Um, He does have some suggestions in the end. He'd like to see the 
mutation updates and simulations, right? The latency compensation should come out of GraphQL and not necessarily live on its own and, and relay. Like I can see some advantages and disadvantages of that, right? So if we're talking about the latency compensation, if you think about it, like I tend to write my meteor methods to be isomorphic so they run on both the client and the server. And then if there's like a little weird side effect that doesn't work in the client, I'll just run it, like throw an if server statement in there and run that one line of code. But yep. for yeah. the most part, like I write one little function there that handles doing everything and it should work relatively the same in the, in the server and the client. Right. That's what he's getting at there with the, with the first. At least that's what we're used to. When he was explaining GraphQL at the top, it was pretty interesting that he was going through where people would use this. And a big benefit was like jumping into existing apps, having to be able to plug GraphQL into there. So then I could see where Relay would be a distinct difference in that situation. So I don't know. I could see where where Facebook was making that decision to separate the two. Yeah, yeah, they did. But at the same time, like, maybe it gives you a little more power to uh, be able to to modify, like, have Relay handle it in a different way. But I still think you could probably send down some simulation code from GraphQL and then, you know, override it if you need to on the Relay side, you know. And that probably helps a good bit. Chances are, in a bigger team anyway, you're going to, those, those are going to be like two separate teams kind of working on things. Yeah. In a bigger project. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably dense. Like if you're going to try to wrap your head around everything, it might be a little tough. I know I've, I've read it twice. Uh, I actually gave you this story first and you're like, how about you take it? So I think it was like hot potato. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's yours. Um, (laughs) It's a good read. It's probably worth reading. Even if you don't understand it, read it two or three times and even pretend you understand it. But yeah, I think, I think the better article, uh, at least for the Meteor community would be like, how does it actually compare to Meteor? And um, how does he feel like, is it worth learning? You know, like I I think a lot of us respect Aranoda and kind of respect his opinion. So yeah. Definitely worth hearing that that perspective. And we have to, like, so isomorphic code is, like, coming mainstream, and we have to, I don't know, like, go where the flow goes. Goes what – I can't even see – man, it's like I'm drinking. Are you – I'm not. Jeez. Take me I'll, home. I'll just take a drink for you. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, okay, so Facebook is – is kind of like driving this and now all of a sudden they, they put this out there and they have a bigger stage right now. So they do. Yeah. I mean, they have more eyeballs on them naturally because they have such a big platform. Yeah. So then the question is when people have choice, they're probably going to go with the, with the thing that, that more people are familiar with. It's probably worth pointing out too. Like, Facebook is at a level that most of us will never attain with our businesses or our apps that we're trying to build. So, I mean, I think React is probably a good thing, but at the same time, like, I don't exactly like turn to big tables as my go-to database just because like it helps Google scale to infinite higher numbers than I'll ever even care to dream about. Right, right. 
I mean, that's interesting as well. Probably worth pointing out. Yeah, dude. So we had something amazing happen. I was totally, I was close on my prediction, but I was, I was off by a couple of days. <laughs> I was going to just say like, we were predicting different dates, like the here and here and here and yeah, we kept, yeah. We kept on pushing it out. We honestly, yeah, I thought I, I really did honestly think it was going to be August. I was eh, maybe a little disappointed. It wasn't. August. Yeah. So everyone we're talking about the release of meteor 1.2, like what meteor says it is one of the most ambitious releases other than 1.0 and it brings a lot of new things. I don't know. It's starting to shape up to have meteor be a serious player in the community. And in that sense, I'm saying that they're opening up to the community. Meteor has always been like, Hey, we got everything for you. We're full stack. We got everything for you. And now they're like opening up and they're like, Hey, we're full stack. But now you can take things out. You can plug things in. We're more modular. Yeah. That, that was one big announcement. And so now there's uh, support for Angular and React as well as Blaze. The cool thing is, is you start it up and, and you have Blaze off the bat, but you can easily remove it now, whereas before you couldn't. It's just like Meteor remove and it's not Blaze. It's like Blaze dash something dash something. I forgot. But it's a package. Yeah. And you remove it. It's pretty simple. And then you can add Angular or React you're off to the races without the needed fluff. At least the package rejiggering that they did isn't anything new. Like if you go look at your, your meteor version, right. like it's right. all listed there. Um, right. They're just kind of changing the umbrella, I guess, and what's included and how it gets to you in a way that makes more sense, which is, I think helpful, right? That's one thing. Yep. I kind of wish we would have seen a like a one 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 come out, or uh, you know, something along those lines. Really? Uh, before one two came out, because I mean, we had a number of things that were sitting behind here that were interesting, and honestly, I don't think they've been touched yeah. in a while. And I was talking to someone today, and they pointed out that there was something that was completely undocumented on the docs website, but it was already committed and it had been in in the branch for months and months and months and it just sat there because 1.2 wasn't out yet and that's what was that defer uh no it wasn't defer it was um it's not in the docs either yeah it was that's it was, a simple one but it was something else um it, it had to do with an environment variable i'm pretty sure but you know i've frankly there's a lot of things that aren't documented uh, i was working with dean last week and we figured out how to flip on one thing I wanted to do for a while is like easily use CloudFront, and uh, turns out there's a undocumented environment variable, and uh, there's also an undocumented uh, method you can call within Meteor that will let you set a CDM prefix. So there's actually two different ways to do it, and that wow. that stuff wasn't documented either. But I mean, there's a number of great things in here, right? Like rate limiting. Uh, we saw a blog post drop about rate limiting yep. two or three months ago. And that was folded into 1.2. Uh, we've got some oblog optimizations uh, should help with the load on your server. Uh, they're using something called Fences now to kind of handle that. So ECMAScript 2015. That was a big one, right? Like the ECMAScript should have been 1.2. The Angular and the React stuff should have been 1.2. The I feel like the oblog optimizations, the maybe the rate limiting, like that stuff should have maybe dropped in a in a 1.2. One one. Yeah. Yep. They updated Cordova. 
They did? It's using uh, NPM now for the package manager. Yeah, and they're using Cordova 5. Mm -hmm. So that was big stuff. So this was a good update. It was. Uh, and all the, the frustrations that Josh is talking about, I think, is like right on. But the cool thing is, and maybe we could talk about this it, right now, is that a big forum post came out called The Future of Meteor. And people could go there and like read up on, on everything. And there, there was a great conversation going on. And Sashko like took it with stride and said, Hey, like I, this all, this all means to me that we got to step up the velocity of the stuff that we're pushing out. You're trolling me. You know, so here's the thing, like at least uh, my comment and Aaron Noda's comment was more about how does the community participate in this stuff? Because I feel like it's hard for, like me as a passionate developer to participate in this. And like both Sashko and Glasser kind of gave non-answers. They're like, oh yeah, this is all on our to-do list. Yes. I, like I don't, frankly, at the end of the day, I don't give a crap about what's on your to-do list. I want to know how I can help you with that to-do list yes. to make my life better. I've emailed some people at MDG. I don't feel like I have a clear answer. Uh, you know, I've got a pull request out there that doesn't have a clear response on it. And everything, everything's still on their shoulders. Yeah, I, I and, still don't feel like I have a clear understanding of how we as a community works with MDG. I don't, yeah. know, how to, I don't yeah. know how to make that better. I don't think it's broken, yeah. but it could be better. Yes. Avi Glasser, Sashko, we want to work with you. Yeah, totally. To an upcoming story about Blaze Plus, you know, Lauren uh, Sands Ramshaw opened a ticket and said, like, hey, this is a problem. And, like, he wants to know, what do I need to do to fix this? And they, they talk a little bit through, like, a couple different ways to do it. But then, like, Aaron Oda just comes out with Blaze Plus. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What's the right way to do it? I, I don't know. Because well, I and so here's Aaron Oda. He's coming out with, like, crazy stuff, right? And he's always, like pushing the envelope, fixing things, making things better, improving things. If the story was better with uh, accepting PRs and having a clear path on accepting PRs, do you think Aaron Oda would be like making all these separate packages or do you think he would be like more of like a PR kind of guy? You know? That's a tough call. So I'm yeah. a PR kind of guy. I'd rather fix it in the framework rather than create a package. Um, mm -hmm. I know semantically there's not a ton of difference, but Frankly, you know, I, I was even unaware. Like, I sent a pull request that added a feature to Blaze that I needed, that I wanted. And I found out later that there was a package that included, like, a bunch. It's called um, Blaze uh, or template, template extensions from Aldeed. And yes. I had no idea yeah. that it even existed. And, frankly, I wouldn't even think to go look for that, right? Like, I just, I just wanted, like, a way to get at the parent templates data context Mm -hmm. um, or, or the, the parent templates instance or something. And like that didn't exist in any good form. And so, you know, I'm, I made a pull request with fully tested and documented and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's just sitting there. And I think uh, the problem with the package system is it's, it's got 6,000 plus packages on it now. And even with the metrics that atmosphere is applying to it, I still feel like it's sometimes hard to like a word you use is different than a word I use for something. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden we've got two packages that do the same thing or. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. No I, think it's, I think it's better to be in core personally. Uh, not to carry this on longer, but I was listening. Do you do want to carry this on longer? All, all the, well, so like we all know the drama that went on with node and IO J. Hmm. Okay. And now they came back together and what did they do? They, they establish a board, but that board isn't, isn't making really the direction. Like they're more marketing focused and, and who's, who's really doing like the PR stuff and, and the code. It's, it's like a driving committee, right? That's underneath the board. And the driving committee is made up of, of, of actual like community people. And they're the ones that are really like touching the code a lot and deciding what's going in and out. And so it's almost like they're like a middle committee to like really like move it forward so that it's not getting stale. It's, 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 it's staying fresh what everything that IO wanted to accomplish. Right. And so when I'm hearing you talk like that, I'm like, Oh, it's interesting because like what, what note is now uh, and the issues that they had before sound similar to the issues that we're having as in the sense of like the code and, and we want it to be moving faster and things like that. And now I'm seeing like where they're at and what they set up and the boards and everything. And it's interesting. It's interesting. It is. It is. I still don't know that we're there yet. And no. even even if we were there, what does that look like, right? Like, I mean, right. Joint took over. I feel, I feel like you're, you're baiting me to mention, like, Meteor interviews and Abigail talking about forking Meteor. Oh, I wasn't at all. No, that, that <laughs> wasn't even my mind, but uh, sure. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even come to my mind, but, yeah, there was – this is a bigger issue. Maybe we should dedicate our first crater episode to all media. No, no. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, this feels like a meteor club podcast topic more than anything, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, we could probably explore this thing for two or three hours if we wanted to. <laughs> and, and you mentioned that earlier today, like we should get some open source project managers on here and talk about what that looks like. So, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So that's something to talk about. It sounds like we're both very passionate about it. And so I think because of that, I'm going to move on to the next topic. (laughs) Probably a good idea. We don't want to talk about passionate stuff. We're just news reports. All right. So collection by reference. (laughs) Number one, stop. Go read this article. Uh, I think it's good. I think you should know about some of this stuff. We, like Ben and I, have had some private conversations, and I talked about similar stuff to this, and I'm like, well, that's just metaprogramming. And you were like, what's metaprogramming? Yeah. And and so like we, we started getting into a deeper conversation about that. And it's just the idea that. that like, you know, if, if you're going to share a code between something or you want something reusable, you kind of have to do this, this meta programming, which is like maybe taking the, a class of something or an instance of something and turning that into like a version you can work with. And I, I don't know, like this is, it's very, very hard subject to talk about, but basically it's, it's, it's using kind of like strings or variables to, to do your programming. So if you think about it in the sense of, let's say we have blog posts and let's say we have, I don't know, what's something else you have on a blog that you might comment on images, right? And, and you have comments in the database and you have images and you have blog posts and you want to be able to add comments to either images or blog posts. You know, it, it was fairly common in the rails world to kind of create this, uh, access, you know, whatever kind of inheritance setup where a comment could belong to either a 
a blog post or an image. It's similar to that. Like you have to use meta programming to kind of accomplish that. So this post from David Weldon is a good post in which he talks about how basically you can either, if you're in the browser environment, you can say window and uh, give it some square brackets and then give it a string uh, with a capitalized object and it'll look up this collection for you and return the collection. So you can call find on that. And similarly, you can call root in the node server and do the same thing. You know, I've, I've used this for a little while. If you look at, there's some packages that kind of rely on this and make it work. And there are other ways to, to get at this stuff too. There's another package called uh, collection. Uh, it's a David Burrell's package and I really can't think of the name of it now, but um, he's got like a collection instance or something like that. But I mean, the, the idea is that you can programmatically access a collection and kind of do things with it, which I, I think could be helpful, right? Absolutely. Um, did you read this post? I, I just glanced at it. Okay. I'm going to keep it up so I can read it more afterwards. Yeah. Well, and so he gives, he gives a good uh, example here in that um, they're incrementing some stuff on games and videos and it's like scores and views, right? But he's written one increment function. So like finding the right use case for this is a little tough sometimes, um, but it, it comes along and it presents itself if you know about this pattern. And he takes the collection name and an ID and a field and an amount and he'll increment the field on the collection to a certain amount. And he uses this little trick of calling root or window to kind of make it work. It's a good trick. The only thing I think you have to be careful of, and I, I asked him to edit this, because I think potentially you can open yourself up to a security hole. Uh, if you take a collection as a string and convert it on the server and then just do a find call, in particular, if you look at, I think it's Andrew Mizau. I, I, I'm probably saying that wrong, but... Um, He's got a package called autocomplete out there and he suggests that you take a collection and a selector and some find options and just trust them all from the user. The problem is it's going to be like, I could hand you any collection name and any selector and any option and you're going to return me some data. So it's kind of like just basically installing auto publish for anyone that's paying attention. <laughs> so yep, that's the in trouble. <laughs> In his example, oh, okay, he did add some security stuff here to make sure that, you know, it's coming across like you want. But in his example here, you probably want to make sure that the what's being passed in collection-wise is game or videos, right? Like if you have an increment function and you want to say like, oh, you can run on these collections, you probably want to make sure that it's being passed in as those collections, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to, like if you think about you have a user collection, and they have like a uh, subscribed for months number <laughs> and it's set to one and someone goes in there and says, Oh, I'll just give myself 12 more months. You know, yeah. Yeah. like that's, that's going to be bad. So we'll double edge short here. Totally. Yo, blaze plus 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 plus. So flow router is a pretty awesome router. It was removing the data context from its router and it was doing like template subscriptions and things like that. 
It doesn't do, it encourages you to do template subscription. <clears throat> yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I said yeah. that wrong. Yeah. It removes uh, subscribing from the router. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think I'm, I'm of the mindset that that's the right track to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, people were saying, oh, I want some more control and all that stuff. And there was a few other things that came up in the community. Oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Anywho, people know this, that Aeronota turned around really quick and released Blaze Plus, which is a pretty cool package. And it improves Blaze with rendering data so that it doesn't re-render the whole template. And so on Kadera, he posted a, uh, awesome blog posts introducing Blaze Plus, the next generation of Blaze templating. And it talks about the Blaze Plus package. And yeah, what do you think about it, Josh? I'm a little mixed here. So I think the ideas are interesting. My problem is I was hesitant to try out Flow Router um, because I've seen Aeronota start things and shut them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Flow Router is probably here to stay. But, uh, you know, reading the comments, it sounds like he's not actually using Blaze Plus anywhere. He just kind of made it to, to yes. prove that it, it could happen and that, yes. you know, it's a thing the community needs. And while I agree with that, I also think maybe Aaron Noda needs to do his work somewhere else where other interested people can kind of participate in the GitHub and push it forward. I, I don't know. I've seen Velocity kind of wax and, and, and wane with the participation and I don't know what it takes to run a successful open source organization or even just a singular project. I, I think a lot of this stuff is tough. This is one of those things like I would love to see the discussion opened and a deeper discussion go into, you know, with MDG to understand what their thinking is towards this kind of stuff. Would they be open to this kind of stuff being folded into Blaze? The crux of the problem is this, right? Like if, if I publish some data to the client and it's got A, B, and C and, you know, I put A and B on the page, uh, but then the server text C changed. It sends an update over DDP. The client gets it. It re-renders the entire template, even though it doesn't need to. You know, Aeronota in this is proposing that we go to a more React-like structure where it's, you know, top-down, like you have a root component that's passing data down to children. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, you know, if even if the root component doesn't rely on something that changes, it's going to re-render everything. And this is going to be a, a problem that we have to deal with. And I think Blaze Plus kind of deals with that a little bit. I think it's an interesting solution. And if it can solve some of this performance that you have on the client, it, it could be a good thing. So this is like when uh, React people say have smart parents and stupid children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is that anytime you pass that data uh, from, you know, parent A to child B, then you've created uh, essentially a, what do they call it? A calculation in, in Meteor. And anytime that reactive data changes, it's going to rerun that, that calculation and re-render that entire template. Mm-hmm. So I, I, honestly, what we're saying is Blaze needs to be a little bit smarter here about how it's, it's picking and choosing what it re-renders. That's the crux of the problem. And I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it solved, you know? If, if some data doesn't change, like I don't, I don't want to re-render a bunch of things just because a parent template changed. And 
Blaze actually Spark had a much bigger problem with this, and yeah. they've, cut it, they've cut it way way back. Um, yes, they did yeah. when when O eight came out. So I mean, it's definitely improved, but I think you know here we are. O eight came out like what the hell? That was probably my second month at differential. So it's been over two years now. We've been living with Blaze. Like I think we could maybe upgrade it a little bit. I don't know. It's been a while. It has been. I still remember those um, dev shop chats that uh, was it David Greenspan. Yep, he was given he was rewriting Blaze, right? Yeah, he was he gave, like three of them. He gave a like little like teasers. I I, I, I will I will say this like uh, Greenspan is probably one of my favorite guys at MDG. Like whenever he gives a talk, he's very very methodical. Gives good talks, even like the dependency management stuff that he did. Like that's, that's gotta be the single most boring topic you might ever talk about. And like, he shows a, like a, he wrote a piece of code where he used the constraint solver to solve a Sudoku board. And like Mm -hmm. a second, like if you blinked, you missed it, but it was done. Yeah. So (laughs) it solved it. I swear. (laughs) This is so fast. It was like some comment like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, he at least had a button you had to press. So yeah. It would look blank and then he pressed the button. It would be like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. They, those are impressive talks. Yeah. So, uh, I, I always watch those talks two or three times. Yeah. I love that Aaron Oda is pushing this envelope, right? If you look like he's, he's definitely pushed the envelope a lot prior, right? Uh, Oblog kind of started as an experiment of his. Mm-hmm. And made its way into Meteor. So, mm-hmm. you know, my hope is that uh, MDG is listening to this and, and maybe we'll see some awesome stuff out of Blaze for, for 1.3 or how, I don't know. I don't know how versioning happens. Maybe it's 1.2.1. I hope, I hope it's 1.3 if Blaze is being updated. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I understand semantic versioning and then I look at people updating things and I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's semantic versioning. It's uh, the Wild West. Yeah, but it's to be fair, it's it's every project, not just MDG. Yeah, it's hot in here. It's getting hot in here. So no, no, I can't say it to you. I'll leave this on. Don't worry. Yes. So leave on all your clothes. In fact, go get your winter jacket and zip it up right now. Oh my god, I'd be sweating if that were true. Guard, <laughs> I am. All right, so... All right, where are we at? Shasha, Sasha. Blah, blah, blah. Discover um, Meteor. Yes. I, you know, I was torn. There was, again, like so many good posts this week. Uh, I, would, I would recommend going and checking out Crater and look at the daily and probably look over the last seven or eight days at least, probably even longer because we, we didn't do an episode last week, so a lot of good stuff. Right. Uh, there were two or three particularly good ones from OK Grow. Who who are those guys again? I don't know. They're like yeah. they're like the best meteor shop, right? They send me money. <laughs> I don't know what. You're biased. Every once in a while, again, email says, "Hey, can you join me in this meeting?" And I have no idea who this Paul guy is. <laughs> guy, who are you? What are we talking about? We do what here? Huh? I love OK Grow. Yeah, I love. I, don't know. I was I was so torn on like this last story, but uh, I, I don't know. I like I Sasha's been putting out some good stuff too. This is a good article. You know, he talks about 
publications and some of the stuff that you might want to pass into a publication in order to get some information out of it. You know, he shows you a simple find. That's great. But sometimes you got to dive a little bit deeper and you need more than just a simple find. You know, maybe you need to pass in some parameters. Like I want to do a find for this user and, you know, and so your option at that point is to move to a separate publication or start passing in some parameters. And he talks about like the, uh, if you just pass in just a big old parameters option object like that, that's actually pretty you're, terrible. You're opening it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, saying, Oh, we're going to have a security hole, but you've just created a security hole. This, the size of a Mack truck and you know, they're going to, they're going to drive their big old. Publications security. are all is meant to run just on the server and to, like secure your data. You know, yes. you yeah. can press anything from the client in a subscribe, right? And mm-hmm. so the publications like totally is just on the server. Yeah. All of a sudden now you're, you're, you're passing options, publication options from the client. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Power. <laughs> yeah. But I think the, the key here is, you know, he's, he's kind of creating these, these uh, query constructors on both the client and the server. And then um, just kind of reusing that latest post function to kind of take what's coming in and pass it through this function and then pass out what you need. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I'm not. I'm not criticizing the article. I was just like kind of giving a general overview. No. I want to make sure I'm explaining it. Okay. Yeah. This is a really interesting pattern. I actually have not used anything like this, so I'm I'm really glad he shared it. Even if I never use it, like having read this post a couple of times, it'll probably affect my thinking, and maybe I'll borrow from it at some point. Or you never know when you're going to need this stuff. You know, especially when you're freelancing on multiple projects. <laughs> yes. It's no, always, I, I love it. These are the little tidbits that you can like just throw in. Uh, it's quick to understand. You're like, Hey, cool. I could use this. Yeah. Awesome. And at the end, he gives you some real world examples from telescope. that kind of shows you how he's actually using it to power the different categories in telescope. Not, categories but views right like top or daily or any of that kind of stuff and uh, they're really just they're the same publication you're returning the same objects you're rendering the same templates you're just kind of deciding the different data that comes across the wire and gets displayed this is a good pattern for that yeah yeah it's good stuff (laughs) is that it are we done i think we're done yeah. You could totally tell I didn't have coffee or an energy drink today. I could tell. You could tell I had beer too. I think I talked a little much. Man. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to bring it 100 next time. Yeah. I need to make up for today. Just saying, first creator podcast. Damn. Well, flat there, Ben. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm Dean. I'm Dean. Everyone who's listening, I'm I'm Deanius. Uh, you know what? You step it up. <laughs> this is not Ben. This is this is Dean. Yes, this is not Ben. My, my kids, my kids always come up to me, and that, that this reminds me. My kids always come up to me, and I like I give them instructions, right? Or I say, "Hey, stop playing with that. Hey, it's time to go to bed." Da da da, da. right? And there I say, they say, "But dad, but dad," and they say whatever. But dad, I always tell them, 
I am not a butt dad. I have nothing to do with butts. <laughs> I'm but not dad. a butt dad. Yes. I, I'm not, not Ben. I'm not Ben. But dad, I need that ice cream. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? Uh, let's have some fun here. Let's see how many, how many people going to space camp listen to the show. Okay. So I've been doing some fun stuff. Uh, last week, my wife and I took like almost an entire day to try to plan everything out for the weekend and make sure we were on track for everything. And that included like, you know, I got together the form for the t-shirts and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm glad you're planning this event. <laughs> we ordered uh, 13 <laughs> board games off Amazon last week. So I'm nice. pretty stoked about that. Have you, are you a board game guy? No, no. I've had drama as in a childhood. Oh, I, I yeah. had a middle brother that just would refuse to lose. Yeah, monopoly not a good not a good thing <laughs> in your house. So I'll say this: I went to a board game night. A friend of mine had it near here. It was actually walkable, and uh, we drank a lot of beer. To be fair, but we played some fun board games. They played some crazy board games. I don't think I'm going that far. They had this one where you're like, it's like Clue. Like one guy's dead and he's trying to give you clues to how he died. And like, you're a, uh, a telepath and you're getting these clues and trying to figure out how this person died. That was, that looked terrible. That was like an hour, hour long game. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was bad. Um, but no, there were a lot of fun games like resistance um, or I guess it's similar to werewolf. If you've never played that. Um, okay. So you got these board games. I got the board games and they're all cool. sitting in the front of my house. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to order one more. Uh, I went to game night and had a lot of fun playing one. So I'm going to order one more. I thought you were going to mention the other thing that we were talking about. The other thing I'm going to mention, oh. we're going to have a hack day. All right. And that's on the website. But the thing I think most people don't know is that uh, I'm going to buy, I'm getting ready to order up some raspberry pies. And we're not we're not oh, talking like grandma mama. Yeah, we're not talking about grandma's pie here. We're talking about like computers. And uh we're gonna have a hackathon and we're gonna break into teams of four ish, maybe. <laughs> You're gonna hack for the day. I, I'm still deciding if it should be random or what, but I think I may make it random. I think that would be more fun in the long run. It's hard. Cause I you know, I don't options then. I don't I don't want like the okay grow team to like dominate. try to dominate i don't i don't know domination's actually going to happen i haven't even told some of the sponsors about this um i'm pretty excited though and uh yeah you locked whole, me down you told me this you're like oh it's so exciting oh, da, 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 da. yeah yeah don't By even the way do not tell anybody yeah don't tell paul Shh. and this you know funnily enough this is all wendy's idea go wendy yeah, we were trying to come up with like a nighttime activity, and that's when we decided on board games, which we kind of thought we might do. But uh, and then she's like, "What about like uh, we started with Arduinos, but then we wanted to do something that you could still play with Meteor on, and so we ended up with the Raspberry Pis." And so I don't think we have much in the way of criteria. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, for how you win. I think there's going to be like a most awesome app and maybe most creative app. And, you know, those might be the two categories. And then the teams that win will win the Raspberry Pis. 
right? Because we'll have we'll have at least eight of those, and if two teams of four win, and then we may give like best app. You may get like a patch or something that says you're the most awesome hacker ever or something. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, a, a ribbon. Yeah, a ribbon. Yeah, a, a blue ribbon. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is my blue ribbon winning code. Yes. We're like a patch, like a Boy Scout patch because we're at camp. Exactly. There's a meteor on it. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, we're, we're having some fun with this. Woo. It's good stuff. Yep. Can't wait. So, while we're talking about space camp, I might, I might not have a van. <gasps> the space camp van's not going to happen? All of a sudden, the guy's MIA. Oh, you didn't give him money yet, did you? No, I did not. Luckily. Okay. Well, I mean, you can rent vans even from the airport, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's options. Yeah. There are options, Ben. <clears throat> so... If we come blazing into the camp and there's police officers behind us, <laughs> we'll, we, we'll open we the jump door. out of this van. We run the last mile. Yeah. Later in the night, they come knocking on the door saying, hey, have you seen these people? Please deny that you know. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Yes. I, no, no one knows me. Sorry, I'm officer. Have some pie. Enjoy yes. and be on yes. your way. Yes. Would you like a beer to go? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. We, we're not going to have any beers. Someone's allergic. <laughs> What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, people. Thank thank you for sticking with us, especially today and for all the shows. Please like us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, follow us on Twitter. Yes. It's cool stuff. And then keep on posting stuff on crater.io. Indeed. Yes. Post, Post your stories to crater. I feel like it's a great place. I'm biased. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It is. I have a feeling there's going to be a blog post coming out soon too about like keeping Crater alive and, and what that hosting efforts look like lately. I got a feeling <laughs> deep down in my soul. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Don't give up your J job, man. My day job, yes. <laughs> Later, people. This podcast has been a Meteor Club production. You can find out more information about Meteor Club at meteorjs.club. It's pretty easy to join the mailing list and stay in the loop. Again, that's meteorjs.club. Meteor